My Energy Game podcast, and we are back, and we are back with Stephen Rolnick. Stephen Rolnick, who is one of our experts. How are you, Stephen? No, I'm absolutely in, in, in a good space here, Edu, taking a few days off quietly on my own to gather my strength and creativity. So I'm in a good, good space. Excellent. It's good to hear. Um, obviously, as everyone knows, um, everyone who follows My Energy Game and everyone that you know, follows our podcast, Stephen Rolnick has already done a few podcasts with us. Um, he's one of our experts. He's um, father of motivational interviewing. Um, he has a massive passion for sport. We've known each other for six, seven years or even longer now. Um, he's been helping me out. He's, been, he's become my mentor. Um, I'm really glad that you are here today. And actually, it, this is going to be the first time where we're going to swap roles. So nice. someone else is going to be the one interviewing and I'm going to be the one to be interviewed. So, nice. so nice. I'll give you the power, Stephen. Now you ask me what you want. Um, and then I think we're going to talk about communication on the field, right? Yes, that's right. And I think our plan is for me to try and interview you, share some reflections with you. Um, to try and stimulate both coaches and players to do a better job of communicating on the field. Excellent. So obviously, I'm currently um, coaching a youth team in, in England, in a, in a Premier League club. So obviously, the experience that we are going to, spoke, we are going to speak about, uh, obviously about this, but also about obviously my experiences in the last 10, 12 years as a coach. So okay. communication on the field. Come on, Stephen. Tell me. Yeah. Edu, why is this important, do you reckon? Oof, straight away, difficult question. Um, why is it important, communication on the field? Well, because I, obviously, football is about 11 players plus. I mean, obviously, all the players in the bench, all the players in the squad, all the staff members. So I believe that it's very important to, to have an understanding um, and, and to, to link up um, in a way between the members of the team that reinforces what each individual wants to do and what the team ultimately wants to achieve. So I believe communication is fundamental to strengthen those connections, those links, and that understanding. So in a way, what, whatever you do with your feet and the ball... It, it helps to be communicating with your head and your heart so that as a group, you are more responsive to each other. And you didn't say this, but I wonder whether it isn't also about being super flexible so that if something's going not quite right, you can communicate in such a way that you flex. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a good concept. I've never come across with the idea of super flexible. But yeah, uh, for me, it would be that, that understanding among each other. And so, yeah, for example, with your example, if something is not going well, you have to try to understand each other to try to solve it. So I suppose Correct. that obviously is when we link up with the idea of being super flexible. Correct. And it also might apply, I imagine, to an individual player. Let's say he drops off his A game yeah. in the middle of the game. Yeah. Now, how can the others around him help him is one question. 
Yeah. And that's, that's something that perhaps we can talk about. But Eduard wondered this, it might sound a bit strange. If we're going to improve communication on the field, yeah. this, must, this must surely start off the field. Because absolutely, absolutely. I've heard, I have heard so many coaches stand on the side of the field and yell out, communicate. Yeah. And the players look at each other and it's sad because it's not quite good enough. They don't quite know how to communicate and what to communicate about. Yeah. So, and the how is, is, is a completely different question as the what, but the what, you just said something there. I'm ready. I'm ready, Stephen. I've, I've come fully charged this morning because I knew that you were going to try to ask tricky questions. Um, the word is about knowing each other. So you just said a couple of minutes ago, if one of the players drops his or her A game, the other players need to support and help this player so we all keep that synergy within the team and we can keep up the good performance as a team. But how do I know that he or her has dropped the A game if I don't even know what the A game is about and if I don't even know them as an, as an individual? So absolutely, communication on the field cannot survive or cannot be um, effective unless there is a communication of the field. So yeah, we need to work probably first of the field. So let's imagine a scenario where you have perfect choice as a coach, okay? Yeah. And, and for the players too, there's like uh, an opportunity here to really improve communication on the field. And, and can I put it to you that the better the relationship is between players off the field, the better it'll be on the field. Okay. Agreed. Which, is, which, as you said, has got to do with knowing each other. Okay, so now the question is, how do you help players get to know each other? Well, I suppose the first thing would be, um, and by the way, when we say all of this, I, I want to say, and obviously you tell me as an expert and as a, a clinical psychologist, um, whether this is something, you know, with, with, with Lex, um, knowing how to communicate and having a good relationship within the changing room doesn't mean that they all have to be friends and buddies and, and spend their entire lives together and they have to be 24-7 together and they have to like and love each other and go on holidays together. So I think that's also quite important to establish that. So the listeners don't think that we are that naive to think that every single member of the team is going to love each other and like each other and are going to spend holidays together. But it's not a hippie camp. Exactly. A hippie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but having a healthy communication and having a good communication of the field, I think you can try to start working on it by creating an environment in, where, in which everyone can say what they feel and they think without being judged. So when we all, when we all in the changing room create an environment in which we can be authentic and honest, I think communication can then become healthier. Yeah. And that, that's you talking about a group of players um, having the courage 
and the respect for each other to say what they think and feel. Exactly. On yeah. um, making sure that everything is uh, geared to obviously creating an environment in where people are going to be comfortable in it. I think yeah. that's also an important bit. I mean, yeah. um, and when I say comfortable, because obviously when, when you work in, in the elite, you know that sometimes it's about being comfortable within the uncomfortable uh, scenario. When I, when I mean comfortable, I don't mean as in I can come in and do what I like because I know that no one is going to say anything to me. When no, I, no, no. Because obviously that's not the point in, in the elite environment. When I say comfortable, I mean I know I'm not going to be judged. I know I'm, I'm going to be supported and helped with the right intention. That is what I mean by comfortable. And in a way, it's, all, it, it, it's even an attitude of humility in the player or, yeah. or, comfort, or comfort with their own vulnerability. This is the way I am. This is what I think and feel. And I know that there are people around me who are here to help me. Exactly. Now, could I take this a step further and suggest, and I, this is only a suggestion, Edu, it's something I've seen in, in other clubs and in other sports which is pairs of players, not just groups, pairs of players, let's say two forwards, because they're yeah. going to have to communicate very well. Each asking each other two questions. Okay. And listening, listening to the answers, this doesn't mean they have to be best friends, but they understand each other better. And the questions that I've come across in other sports that have been useful is, what do I need from you to play better? Okay. For you to play better. What do I? Sorry, I need to put this in a better way. Sorry. Um, in order to play better, this is what I need from you. I see. Okay. Yeah. And the other one? The reverse. Same question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same question, but then it's the other person's opportunity to say it. So each of these players is saying to the other one what helps them to play in the A game. Yeah. Okay. So this is just an example. Okay. So this is not just about being friendly and warm off the field, let alone being a, a group of hippies who love each other. It's not just about being honest and open with how you feel. It's also about exactly what it is you communicate about. Because if you communicate about that question, the one that I've just posed, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to communicate that on the field to that same individual. So now we are trying to narrow it into better performance. So, right. so it's not just about communication of the field to reinforce the communication on the field is about what kind of communication we are going to have of the field. So then the on the field communication can get strengthened and can be better and can be healthier and can therefore give you better processes and outcomes ultimately. That's right. You know, and we've talked about a couple of examples of the field, taking a whole group of players and getting them to talk about what they think and feel. And this is a good idea. We've also talked about 
pairs of players asking themselves specific questions. That, that is a great, I, I like to pose you there because that is a great example. And I think we don't do enough in, certainly we, we don't. So I don't know whether there are other clubs and that would be very interesting if all the clubs, all the coaches listening to this podcast uh, thought, well, we do that. And it would be really cool if they, if they call up and, 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 you know, they gave us some examples of what they do and how they do it. But I don't think there is enough communication in tandems. So, for example, both centre-backs, both the strikers, the full-backs, or the flank players, or the centre-mids. And, and I think that would definitely reinforce, you know, that synergy needed between ranks. And then, obviously, it could be extended into now link up the ranks, now link up the team. And in that way, probably you build a better communication as a team. So I, I love the idea, and I'm actually going to nick it and try to use it next week. <laughs> but Yeah, that's... That... But maybe it's time now for us to move to on-field communication. Yes. Okay. Bearing in mind that any bright ideas we come up with about on-field communication can and probably should be practiced off the field. Sure. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah? And I'm wondering, what have you found works best with communication on the field, they do? Um, codes. So having like, a, having like a team language. Obviously, when you are performing, it's almost impossible to have a normal conversation and emotions are running high and people uh, do need to be focused and concentrated. And so I've always believed that Teams have to have their own lingo, their own language, their own codes. And then in that way, it's much easier not to break your own performance as an athlete and to be able to contribute to the team's performance. And so the expression of a code word means certain things to the players and they act on it. Yes, yes. So, for example, we have a, a, a code uh, when we need to, which obviously I'm not going to reveal here, but, but when we say certain word, then we know that something happens and that something is to help us all to reassemble and then go back to basics, go back to a certain formation. And then obviously in that manner, we all feel more protected and we all feel that then we have a chance then to, from there is a platform that from there with them, we can flourish again. Beautiful, no question. And, and it goes without saying, as, as I mentioned a moment ago, that is practiced beforehand. Yes, and it's, and it's funny because we do practice it in the, in the training ground. So we do, do practice it um, on a Thursday or Friday as part of our match prep. We do practice it. Yeah. Now, what about this situation, Edu? An individual player sees a clear problem in the way the players around him are, are, are playing yeah. and things aren't working. And there isn't time to go to the bench. Yeah. Okay. Which I know sometimes it can be it can be very valuable to improve communication by having a quick break onto the bench if there's an injury or something like that. Yeah. I know that can help. But what if during the game a player notices something going wrong and feels that he or she knows how to put it right? Now that is a call for communication. And I'm wondering what can be done about that. Well, reinforced 
by 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 everyone else unaccepted. I mean, I, I think it would be brilliant if that player um, speaks up and, and tells you know um, those players around him or her what they need to do in order to go back into their own A game and and the team's game plan for that match. So yeah, absolutely, that that should be re- reinforced because ultimately. Staff, so coaches, uh, managers, and physios, strength and conditioning coach, everyone, psychologist, everyone around the team are not playing. And so the fundamental communication on the field has to happen between the players. So, and I, you're not saying this, Edu, but I imagine it, this is what you mean that there are these little spaces of time where you can communicate. For example, a ball gets kicked out and it's a goal kick. Well, there's there's a three or four seconds you can easily go up to a player next to you yes. and have a chat. So I'm imagining that's what you're saying, that in these little brief breaks, it's not about code words, which is very useful, but yeah. about communication between two players who trust each other sufficiently well because they've got a, a good communication off the field. Yeah to say to each other what they think is needed on the field. Yeah, and I suppose that links perfectly with the idea of working on communication of the field with that idea of tandems or on, on that idea of that questioning about in order you know, to play better, I need this from you. And I suppose if that, if that communication has happened of the field and they know each other quite well, that person that has recognized that there is something not working probably is going to affect the communication in a very effective way because he or she knows exactly what to say to that person for that person to start going back into their own A game. And, and there is a difference between criticizing someone yeah. and making a positive suggestion for how things can be improved. And also, I suppose, I suppose, if I might say that, Stephen, a critique sometimes is all about how you take it. So any comment can be perceived as a critique or can be perceived as a constructive comment or can be perceived as a thousand different things. I suppose it's also how the listener wants to take it. However, if you have established of the field that report, and I know what Stephen feels and thinks when I say certain things, I know what to say for Stephen to take it as a constructive comment or an encouragement rather than a critique. And the same comment, maybe um, Laura would take it as a critique, but obviously that's Laura, not Stephen. Uh, And I've taken the time to understand both of them and know what they both need. So you're saying that adequate communication off the field can prepare players for knowing what's best to say to somebody else to get their A game out of them. Yes, 100%. 100%. And I wonder whether we don't work enough in those things off the field. And I wonder if from Monday to Friday when we prepare the games, we focus so much on the tactics and the analysis and understanding the opposition and that whether we 
allocate enough time to understand each other and to understand us as a team and us as individuals. And if I gave you a blank sheet of paper and said, write down on this piece of paper, what percentage of time should be on technicals and tacticals and strategy in the opposition? And what percentage of preparation time should be improving communication? What would you, your ideal percentage split be? That's a tricky question. I guess it would depend on how good that team is already operating in that manner. So, and how long they've been working together. And so I suppose a team that has been working together for four or five years, and they've already been working a lot on this, perhaps they don't need so much time to prepare for it. They still need to work on it because obviously you always need to work on everything, but they might only allocate 20, 30%. But a team that has just some assembly together and a team that has 10 new players and a team that are still trying to work out what their style of football is, perhaps they do need actually more time. And I would split it 50-50. Or in everything I do, when I'm working tactics, technique and analysis and gym, I would reinforce the communication and I would probably work it together because I don't, we've spoken about this before and obviously this is off topic, but I don't believe in dualities. I don't believe that now we work on this and we don't work on that. I think the, the beauty of, of coaching and, and, and teaching is that everything can be worked together. And actually that, that, that probably reinforces every single thing in a way. It's exactly right. So um, players and coaches need, and coaches particularly, need to be flexible. And if the group of players don't know each other, well, you've got a wonderful opportunity to spend time focusing on that. And it doesn't have to be separated from, from strategic uh, yeah. practice. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I wonder what advice you'd give to a new player. Let's say you've got a reasonably established team and a new, a new player turns up, right? Yeah. Uh, and they, they're going to be, that person's he or she is going to be a little bit kind of anxious and concerned about what reputation they might have. And what advice would you give to a, a new player coming into a team environment so well, that, that that player can feel comfortable and communicate better with their colleagues? I suppose the only two straight away advice, piece of advice I would give would be A, be yourself. Be yourself from day one. Be authentic. Um, we are a changing room that doesn't, doesn't judge. We are a changing room that accepts everyone for who they are. So make sure you, you just show your true colors from day one, because in that way, we can understand you quicker and you can then uh, fit in better and quicker as well, because you don't have to pretend, because you don't have to kind of like act. So that would be the first thing. Um, and then, and obviously that would be really in line to our values. And then the second thing would be, well, do your best to try to mingle with, with the players. Do your best to obviously try to have conversations with different people in different environments, in the changing room, the restaurant, in the gym. Do your best to obviously try to get to know, that, to, to get to know everyone in the club and in the team. Uh, because in that way, you're going to be able to establish better report with more people quickly um, and that will help you as well because you will feel you know connected to those people but those would be the only two things i would say to start with and then obviously see where it goes
And then I imagine you might want to help the player over time absorb some of the other values that you hold dear as in your environment. Like, uh, let's always look to the positive um, yeah. in, help, in helping ourselves and other, and other players to improve. Um, and so there's, you, you, you try and criticize and judge less and support and encourage more. Absolutely. I think that is, I, I think that is fundamental because um, whether we are working on communication on and off the field, let's not forget communication as such is a, is a magnificent tool for, to, um, for people to understand each other and for people to feel more comfortable with each other and therefore also within a team. So if the communication is not healthy, what's the point of working with on and off the field communication? You better not communicate if it is going to be unhealthy. <laughs> and I tell you, Edda, I think there's no excuse in football for not communicating better because the single most impression I got coming new into football four or five years ago was how quick thinking they are. Yeah. The players' minds are like inc moving incredibly rapidly. I was so impressed by that. So there's no excuse not to communicate better because the players have got the certainly got the mental capacity to do it. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, Stephen, I think that I mean we've already covered our traditional twenty minutes. It's been actually quite cool to be the one interviewed this time. Um, and a pleasure and an honor, obviously. Um, just, so, just so you know, and the listeners know, we have been working on Indabas. That was one of our podcasts a few months ago, and we have done a couple of Indabas already with the team, and they are working really well, and actually it improves channels of communication and understanding among each other. So, so thank you for that. That's, that's thanks to you, Stephen. It's a, that's a pleasure. And at some point, we better explain what the Indaba is, but it's not for now. Eh? Yes. Yeah, it's not for now. It's not for now. But listen, thank you so much. Do you want to say anything just before we go about, you know, just to sum up communication on and off the field? Is there anything there that you feel that we need to just leave our listeners with? I think it. I would only say that everybody needs to grasp why this is important the players and the coaches they need there needs to be a shared understanding of why this is important because unless players feel that in their hearts they're not going to commit as easily to how they do it and what you do and the code words and everything so you know my wish for players and coaches is that they don't ignore the why Mm -hmm. And they, they spend time talking about how incredibly valuable communication is by whatever means necessary. And I bet you there are, are elite players who can speak to this very well from their experience of how important communication is. But whatever channel you use, help everybody grasp this, why it is so important. Excellent. I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, Stephen. Absolutely a pleasure, Edu, and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Yeah, take care. Thank you. Okay.